Section thirty six, volume three, chapter one of Mrs. Armitage or Female Domination by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter one. A slumber did my spirit seal. I had no human fears. She seemed a thing that could not feel the touch of earthly years. Wordsworth unnatural must be the state of things in a family where a child presumes not to give utterance to the grateful and affectionate feelings swelling in its bosom towards a parent there must be a fault somewhere perhaps on one side more probably on both and such was the case with arthur armitage overjoyed to find himself honourably released from his difficulties thankful to his mother for her aid and perhaps scarcely less so for being spared the disagreeable task of breaking the subject to her in person he felt under the necessity of putting a constraint upon his expressions in uttering his acknowledgments to mrs armytage he dared not be natural he was afraid of saying too much or too little of implying something capable of giving umbrage to her susceptible temper she was so little accustomed to forget the legislatress in the mother that he dared not exhibit half so warmly as he could have wished the tenderness of a son his thanks accordingly though prompted by a thousand good and tender emotions were formally and confusedly tendered and mrs armytage felt convinced that arthur was more vexed at finding his indiscretions detected than gratified to have been so gratuitously relieved if not ungrateful she had at least a right to consider him ungracious she had expected more from him and grew colder and less communicative in proportion to her disappointment the glowing terms too in which marian with her usual frankness depicted the pleasures of her visit to spalding court vexed and displeased her her own career had been traced at so vast a distance from frivolous diversions and fashionable exploits that she regarded them as an impertinent intrusion upon the business of life and was of opinion that they could interest and enliven only the silliest and most trivial of the human race but when the actors of the drama were such people as spaldings and mclarens her condemnation went much further levity became immodesty in her sight and indiscretion guilt nor had she patience with the manoeuvres which purporting only amusement to the giddy triflers by whom they were devised went so far as to convert a respectable individual like lomax into a blockhead and a laughing-stock and to disappoint the expectation of her friends the maranham family arthur and marian described leonidas and penelope as likely to form a most ridiculous and entertaining couple while mrs armytage regarded marriage as too sacred a thing to be rendered a matter of buffoonery but arthur found serious causes of annoyance on his return to holywell to diminish the impression of his mother's ill-humour thoroton was in arms against its member gumption disappointed of his petty vengeance more vindictive than ever the blue boar grinned and showed its tusks while a county paper of no very reputable notoriety 
diverted its readers week after week with anecdotes of the pride pomposity parsimony and pretensions of the armitages of holywell but this was not the worst once pointed out to his notice by the affectionate vigilance of his wife arthur could no longer blind himself to the alteration which a few short weeks had effected in the health and appearance of his sister sophia gentle and uncomplaining as ever was wan thin dispirited the shadow of her former self her constitution at all times delicate had been strengthened in early life by the influence of regular habits and country air but now even these were losing their effect her brother began to apprehend that she might be becoming consumptive and trembled lest the perpetual worry of her mother's temper should have exercised a fatal influence over his amiable and estimable sister the influence of disappointed hopes of blighted affections did not for a moment occur to his mind arthur's easy temper and happy temperament placed him beyond the range of such ascendancy his sensibility was much on a par with that of the rest of his sex thwarted in his early attachment to lady laura greta he had drowned his own sighs in the tarantara of the trumpets of the lifeguards and converted himself in the course of six months from the most miserable of men into one of the gayest and wildest of flirting fellows about town while his sudden fancy it was little more for marian baltimore had been too immediately crowned with success to amend his insight into the griefs of an unhappy attachment although too he had always conjectured that his friend rainsford entertained an affection for sophia which sophia at some future moment would probably requite with her hand he had not been made the confidant of either had no notion of the extent of their regard and when he heard it vaguely rumoured that edgar was to marry the daughter of lady emily romer flattered himself he had been hitherto under a mistake and rejoiced that his friend greta had thus a better chance of becoming his brother-in-law for arthur liked rainsford much but greta more greta occupied a position more consonant with his own he had of late years seen more of him was his country neighbour his brother whig he could not desire a happier alliance for sophia but alas her present enfeebled condition rendered all these prospects precarious and though he did not dare accost her with such affectionate inquiries as might alarm her respecting her own state of health arthur could no longer forbear adverting to the subject in conversation with his mother to his surprise mrs armytage was unconvincible and seemed even angry at any allusion to sophia's indisposition some people have no better mode than sullenness of evincing sorrow she attributed her daughter's weakness to the heat of the weather and at length silenced him by an assertion he had not the means of controverting that sophia had been bitterly afflicted by the recent mortification entailed on the family by his own indiscretion it is true the first striking change in her appearance dated from the very epoch of gumption's nefarious exposure of the pecuniary distresses of arthur armytage dr grant meanwhile true to his promise confided not a word to sophia's brother touching the true cause of her despondency 
for he knew it was now too late for brotherly interference to prove available and in reply to arthur's questions and expressions of uneasiness on her account the good man simply recommended change of air and scene but mrs armytage in spite of all their representations remained immovable from holywell and arthur who would have made any sacrifice any exertion for his sister had it not in his power to afford her the desired restorative he thought it hard and it was hard that possessed of twelve thousand a year he could not command the power of renovating the bloom of poor sophia's cheeks or the cheerfulness of her smiles the lady of holywell if indeed blind to the necessities of the case had some grounds to plead against the possibility of quitting home doncaster races were approaching and doncaster races confer the same sort of responsibility on all mansions within twenty miles distance which a coronation entails on the houses in palace yard for many months before invitations and engagements are made which then to shirk were then to be most base and from time immemorial a noble spirit of hospitality had at such epochs opened the gates slaughtered the venison and drained the claret bins of holywell estranged from london and its splendours that annual holiday seemed sufficiently to enliven the sober year of mrs armytage during the week preceding the races the gathering in all the neighbourhood round is as the swarming of a hundred hives from east west north and south kinsfolk and friends turn their thoughts and their travelling carriages towards doncaster houses are made to stretch for the occasion accommodations otherwise noted unavailable become effective for a time no room is too small no bed too simple for a guest come and we will do our best for you the house is quite full but you will be better with us than at an inn is a welcome sound to such stragglers as have not had the good fortune to be booked for an earlier invitation but even such an invitation as this arthur had it not in his power to afford he was aware that on the present occasion his mother expected the arrival of sir john and lady maudsley and their three daughters prudently bent on proving to their wealthy kinswoman their magnanimity of temper superior to resenting her daughter's rejection of their son his father's distant relative lord armytage had long been in the habit of bringing his lady to pass an annual week at holywell on occasion of the races and in addition to these two large detachments several old friends of mrs armytage including general and mr devereux sir charles and lady chartley and some distant cousins from the country of nottinghamshire were positively engaged to be of the holywell party yet arthur had good reason to be certain that notwithstanding the serious repulse experienced by jack baltimore in his intrusion at holywell the dyke robseys were in full expectation of receiving an invitation from him for the races the robseys who had so generously bestowed on marian the whole of her little fortune who naturally regarded themselves as the origin of her brilliant marriage and whose wedding gifts had been the only ones tendered him at that inauspicious epoch every individual of their pimento circle in portland place had no doubt observed to them 
ah you're going to the north this year to scarborough to doncaster to meet your married niece of course holywell park i fancy is in the neighbourhood of doncaster how very pleasant how very convenient yet no invitation or hint of invitation had been dispatched but affairs were now becoming desperate the robseys had actually quitted london were actually spar-gathering at matlock and unless there were any hope of their being lost in pool's hole or engulfed in the eldin mine no chance of escape for arthur their letters to marian implied that they should of course be asked to sleep a few nights at holywell park yet marian could just as readily have lodged them at windsor castle she would have far sooner entreated shelter for her uncle and aunt of the duchess of spalding than of her awful mother-in-law at last arthur conscious of the extremity of the case took courage not to address mrs armytage on the subject of the impossibility of such a measure he felt hourly more conscious but to appeal to the robseys themselves he wrote in short in a tone of as much unconcern as he could assume expressing his regret that for many months past his mother had formed such engagements as to debar him from the pleasure he should have had in offering them accommodations at holywell and to inform them that unless they empowered him to take immediate precautions they would not find a room or bed undisposed of in the neighbourhood and such he heartily hoped might prove the case still it was his duty to apprise them of the hazard while in softening phrase he expressed his hopes that at some future time they would accompany him to the races from holywell not a word in reply at arthur's suggestion marian wrote again and nearly in the same terms but with those more conciliatory explanations which flow spontaneously from a woman's pen still no answer the kind-hearted niece recalling to mind the physical infirmities of poor old little jacob began almost to fear that her good uncle might have overexerted himself among the wonders of the peak and fallen a martyr to the picturesque while arthur had an uneasy apprehension that they were only affronted and that it was among the possibilities of things jack baltimore's ex-jockey friend lightweight might have been induced to bestow upon them the hospitality so pitifully withheld at holywell and this would indeed be a consummation under what auspices for a mrs arthur armytage to present herself to the fastidious inquisition of yorkshire and what would he not have hazarded rather than encounter such an ordeal anything perhaps but the indignation of his mother to quit home on the eve of the races when so extensive a family reunion was about to be collected under her roof would be an offence far direr in its results than any he had hitherto perpetrated arthur reluctantly submitted himself to an encounter with a tug of war end of volume three chapter one